You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Okay, well, let's go ahead and jump in. Say our prayers. Let's say our prayers and jump into the scripture and see what the Father has for us today. All righty, let's do it. (sighs) Take a deep breath, everybody. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for this episode of the broadcast, and we thank you for this series that you have led us into entitled Living a Resurrected Life. And Father, we are so thankful for just the yummy morsels of goodness that you have been feeding us out of Philippians chapter 3, and we are excited to hear from you today. Father, thank you for just the encouragement that this series has been to people. I've been hearing great things about it. You know what you're doing in their hearts, Father, to establish them in their true identity in Christ and bring hope, bring hope that there is hope, not only for our resurrected physical bodies uh, at the return of Jesus, but also that we can live a glorified, resurrected life while we're still in the body because the resurrected King Jesus lives inside of us. So Father, just open up the scriptures today, uh, open up our hearts and lighten the eyes of our understanding so that we may truly understand, that we can know, that we can grasp, that we can gnosko, experiential knowledge, that we can actually uh, experience uh, the hope of our calling, which is Christ in us. And so, Father, we just give the reins to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, teach each of us as I'm speaking. Uh, think through my mind. Uh, use words that I'm speaking, Father, to minister life, to minister grace, to minister resurrection power to every listener. And we just give you praise. We give you glory because you're worthy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you know, this morning when I was spending time uh, with Abba, I really just connected with how precious all of you, every single listener is to him and how much he wants to fill your life with his manifest presence, that the presence of Jesus in our lives is glorious and he is with us. He's with us right now because he lives inside of us and we are his home. We are his temple. And so even before we start today, I would just love for us to just connect with the manifest presence of God. You know, the way that we do that is we just become aware of it. We just become aware of our union. This is the practice of abiding. Abiding is a uh, present tense word. It means that we are aware of Christ in us. We are aware of his presence in our life and that he is our source of fruitfulness, our source of love and joy and peace and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and that he is with us right now. And so I just want us to connect with that reality right now here in this moment, Uh, because guys, this is where our life is. And this is where really Philippians 3 describes the apostle Paul came to. He came to a place where his determined purpose was to experience Jesus. It was to know him through experience. And guys, we can experience Jesus 24-7 because he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He indwells our spirit. We are one with him. And it's really just about shifting our awareness to that because that's where the experience of God is. It's in this moment right now. We can know him. We can experience him. We can we can tap into resurrection life right this minute. 
And so let's just take a moment. Let's just maybe close our eyes and let's just breathe in the presence of God, recognizing that he is the breath of life, that he animates us. He He strengthens us and he is in this moment right now with us, in us. Just exhale. Yeah, I can't tell you the number of times the Lord just says breathe. We can breathe in the presence of God right now. He is with us. Awesome. You know, as we wrap up this series, I've covered some ground over the last few episodes. And I, again, really encourage you to go back, listen to previous episodes, take some time to dive into Philippians chapter three. Uh, I've been teaching out of the amplified version of this chapter because I really love the way that it expounds and amplifies specific Greek words uh, when we are studying it and when we're going over it. And so the foundation scriptures that I've been using throughout the series have come from Philippians uh, verse 10, chapter 3, verse 10 and verse 11. And so I just want to take a moment and I want to read them again. I'm actually going to start in verse 9 today. And just as a refresher, remember, everything leading up to verse 9 in this chapter is about Paul's process of no longer identifying with who he was in the flesh. It was him counting his human identity, his natural identity, his pedigree, if you will, and his lineage from a human standpoint as trash, as refuse, as dung, it says, as as poop, as, as, as it says in some translations. Well, it doesn't actually say poop, but it does say dung. And it does say uh, that he counted it as loss. He counted it as nothing when compared to the supreme advantage and to the awesomeness of knowing Jesus Christ, his Lord. And then in verse nine, he he describes what his purpose in doing this is, right? He says that he wants to, in verse nine, he says, and that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own, based in my obedience to the law's demands, ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God thus acquired, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ, the anointed one, the truly right standing with God which comes from God by saving faith. I love the fact that Paul says that he wants to lose his life so that he can be found and known in him. What an incredible pursuit to be found and known in Jesus Christ. And then in verse 10, he says, for my determined purpose, he determined his purpose here. You know, this is called the path to purpose group where I do my Facebook lives and my book is called the path, right? And it's about fulfilling your destiny and fulfilling uh, your purpose. But this is the foundation that we've been talking about. And Paul says, my determined purpose is that I might know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which is exerts over believers 
And so that I may so share in his sufferings. And remember, we talked about his sufferings, meaning I want to share in the crucifixion of Jesus. I want to be co-identified in his crucifixion. I want to live a crucified life. It says, so that I may so share in his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit and his likeness, even to his death. In the hope, why? That if possible, I may obtain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. And so the hope of this series, the hope of this chapter in Philippians, the hope of Paul was that he could obtain to the place where he is living a resurrected life, a spiritual resurrection, a moral resurrection, while he was still in his, you know, pre-death, pre physical resurrection state. And this is an incredible endeavor. This is an incredible pursuit that the, the Apostle Paul has tapped into. He is tapping to a reality that exists above time. It transcends time. It is the, the reality that, the, that Jesus uh, you know, alluded to when he said before Abraham, I am. It's the reality that the Father spoke and through John and the Holy Spirit spoke through the Apostle John on the island of Patmos when he said that Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. And this is a key, everyone. This is a key that we can, we can transcend time, that we can live from a spiritual reality that has yet to manifest inside of natural time. Jesus identified with his eternal nature, with uh, eternal life, if you will, while he was walking through time. You know, it says in Hebrews chapter 12 that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, meaning he was connected with an eternal place of rest where he was seated in heavenly places and we were seated with him. And it was for the joy of that united uh, reigning and ruling in him that we, his body would sit with him in heavenly places. And it was for the joy of that union and of that victory and of that place of resurrected living that, that enabled Jesus to endure suffering in time, to endure shame in time, because he was living from another reality. He was living outside of time, transcending time. And this is the invitation of the Apostle Paul. He is saying, I am pushing into, I am pressing in to that which Jesus has laid hold of me for me to obtain. I am pressing into resurrection power. I am pressing in to know the resurrection of Jesus Christ, to know him and the, the supreme advantage and authority and power that he possesses because he defeated death and he was raised from the dead. And I'm, I'm pushing into that now while I'm still in my mortal body. This is a reality that I can obtain to. And as I do this, as we, as we pushed into, you know, verse, uh, 12 and 13 and 14, he said, not that I've already obtained this ideal. And so he talks about this ideal is that the ideal is resurrected living. The ideal is living as though the resurrected King of Kings lives in us. He abides in us perpetually right now. 
And, you know, I've challenged you over the course of this series to make this revelation your own, you know, to slow down, get away, steal away with Jesus and get your own revelation of what it really means to be a new creation, recreated in Christ Jesus, born again, born new, recreated in Christ as a new creation creation. And I just want to propose that this is a resurrected life. This is a, a post death life that we have been made alive in him. And this power that outflowed from Jesus, Jesus's resurrection. What is, what would happen in our lives if we, if we made the study of resurrection and the power of the resurrection, not just the power over death, the power to, to bring the dead back to life. But the resurrection life and all that was made new, all that happened when Jesus broke out of the grave, you know, if we made that our purpose, to know that, to experience that power, to experience him, what in the world would happen? You know, I have taught frequently out of Colossians chapter one, which really describes Jesus as the preeminent one. It describes Jesus as the express image of God who is holding all things together right this very minute that in him all things exist. In him, he is the cohesive force of the universe. He is the one that is in all things, filling all in all. And we are one now with him in his glory. You know, last episode, I took us over to Colossians 3 and I took us there in the Passion Translation and, and the Apostle Paul comes out just and states it plainly. He says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. It's our resurrection too. And so many times we have, we have lived trapped in time. We have lived as though Jesus, you know, Jesus's and our Jesus's return and our resurrection and eternal life is a future reality. When the when the when the Christian life is really about living in a timeless reality, in an eternal reality. Faith is now. It is a right now present tense abiding in the truth, abiding in love, abiding in our union with Jesus. And from this place of abiding in this truth, abiding in this place of victory and 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 power with Jesus Christ, that the fruit fullness of the kingdom is produced through our lives, that the miraculous is produced through our lives. You know, I just came out of doing a conference over the weekend and it was just beautiful. The name of the conference was Abide. And uh, the, the conference was with a team from Bethel here in Chicago, uh, sponsored and, and hosted by uh, Pastor Joe Barlow at Family Life Christian Center. And it was a beautiful time in the presence of God. And what was, to me, what was so powerful about our time together was this focus on abiding, was what is possible in this moment when we connect with the resurrected King within us. And we saw incredible miracles over the weekend. And we heard incredible stories of other miracles that have happened through ordinary people like you and me 
that they were breaking out, you know, as people in the audience were, were abiding in Christ and, and speaking healing and connecting to the presence of God that was within them. And, and that connection leads to us having the ability to see what is the Father doing in this moment. What does Jesus want to do? How does Jesus want to move miraculously in this moment for others, that for the circumstances in our lives? And when we connect to this eternal reality in the now, miracles happen. You know, in previous uh, broadcasts in this episode, in, in these um, previous episodes in this series, I've talked about how the power of God began to break out in my life as I began to meditate on this truth that the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ is who lives in me. And I began to stand in front of the mirror until I could see Jesus's eyes of fire from, from, from Revelation chapter one, staring back at me through my own reflection. You know, and and how just the atmosphere shifted around me that I started living like I was alive in Bible times, living in Christ where, you know, Jesus would just walk into a place and 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 d- demonic uh, spirits would begin to speak. Oh, Jesus, have you come to por- torment us before our time and and how his uh, connection with the father would begin to manifest in the atmosphere around him. You know, guys, I know this is a radical message. This is not something that we hear typically uh, everywhere that we we go, right? It, it, we 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 are saturated in language of separation from God. We we enter into worship many times with this false dichotomy, with this false uh, perception that God is way up in heaven and that we are here somehow trapped inside of time, trapped in a fallen world. But that is an illusion. It is an, it is a deception. If you keep reading here in Philippians chapter three, Paul says we are citizens of heaven. Our, our home is in heaven and we live there now. It's not just a place that we go after we die. It's a place that we, uh, uh carry. Heaven is within us. The kingdom of God is within us right now. And that's why Jesus said in his earthly ministry that we must repent. We must believe the gospel that heaven is here. Heaven is now. It is our identity being a carrier of of heaven, being a carrier of resurrection power is our very identity in this earth being Jesus's body means that he wants to move through us right now. He wants to heal. He wants to provide. He wants to give encouragement. He wants to love others through us. You know, I heard testimony after testimony. I have witnessed testimony after testimony in my own life of how miracles happen when we simply abide. When we abide in the truth of what the Apostle Paul is describing here, when we make it our determined purpose to experience Jesus, to know him intimately. But I want to add something in this moment, right this moment and in this moment and in this moment and in this moment. When I when we were talking last week or at the last episode, I'm not sure what week it was, we talked about how. The Apostle Paul, I haven't, he says, I haven't attained this ideal or have already, I haven't, you know, or have already been made perfect yet. I mean, I'm not doing this perfectly yet in verse 12. 
He says, but I'm pressing, I'm pressing on to lay hold of, to grasp and make my own that which Jesus the Messiah has laid hold of me and made uh, for that which Christ Jesus the Messiah has laid hold of me and made me his own. And so the Apostle Paul understood that this was the consummation of the objective and the desire of the Father of Jesus and the Holy Spirit that he was laid hold of by Jesus Christ. He was made Jesus's own for this purpose. And he said, I haven't done, I haven't grasped it yet, but I'm pressing forward. I'm pressing on to this purpose. And he says in verse 14, he says, I, I don't consider, verse 13, that I've captured it and made it my own yet, but this one thing I do, it's my one aspiration. I mean, the Apostle Paul continues to say, this is his focus. This is his desire. And in order to do that, he needs to forget what lies behind, meaning he needs to forget his Hebrew pedigree. He needs to forget his identity of a, of a Pharisee and being a Hebrew of Hebrews. He needs to forget that he was a persecutor of Christians, that he was on the wrong team, so to speak. And he was working against uh, the body of Christ. He was working in enmity to God, in delusion and, and operating in darkness. And he needs to forget that. And he needs to press and strain forward, which lies ahead. What lies ahead? What lies ahead is victory. What lies ahead is the manifestation of Christ in us. And not just in the afterlife, but in the here and now, right? And then he says, for those of us in verse 15, who are spiritually mature and full grown. So let us have this mind and hold these convictions. Okay, so he's saying, let us all think this way. Let us be convicted that this is reality, that this is true. And then he says, if any of you have a different attitude of mind, God will make it clear to you. And I love this. I love that statement by the Apostle Paul, because it says the Holy Spirit is partnered with him to not only express it in his own life, but he's he's partnering with each of us to gain the same attitude, to make it our determined purpose. I know without a shadow of a doubt that the reason I even have this revelation that I can share with you is because the Holy Spirit gave it to me. You know, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge, in the knowing of the Messiah, in knowing Yahweh, in knowing Christ. And it is the Holy Spirit that manifests the reality of, of the eternal realm to us. You know, this morning, as I was just, you know, getting my time in to get quiet, to step into that place of abiding, to focus on the fact that I am one with Jesus right this very minute. You know, I have decisions to make. I have a schedule to keep. I have responsibilities that I have to accomplish. I have demands on my time. I have a team to lead. I have meetings to attend. I have travel to arrange. I have you know, bills to pay. We have all of these things, these all of these activities that um, are needed, are necessary in the natural realm. But, you know, I am, am, am determined to show up in my day, every single day, as Jesus wearing a chalice suit. I do not want to operate independent from the wisdom of God, from the schedule of God, from the agenda of God. 
I want to live a powerful life, an overcoming life, a miraculous life. And here's what I know. If Jesus is really walking through my day with me, okay, even just, you know, if I just imagined it that he's just with me, not even in me, but just with me, what would my day look like? What would be the possibility for today? What would be the miraculous that Jesus could accomplish today through my life in partnership with me? If I stay aware of his presence, if I stay away, aware that he is with me, that he is in me and that I have access to his mind, that I can, I can, uh, have him be the source of my choices, the source of my decisions, the source of how I walk through my day joyfully and happy regardless of what I may encounter. You know, the, there's a beautiful picture in Matthew 6 that talks about that, that we are to live a worry-free life, an anxiety-free life. You know, he says, don't even think about tomorrow, that tomorrow's going to have troubles of, it, of its own and that there'll be grace for tomorrow's troubles. And what if we could enter into the now with Jesus and we could make it our determined purpose to experience him now in this moment? to experience the power of his resurrection now in this moment. What would the potential of glory be for today? What would be the miraculous that he would accomplish today? You know, and as I just sat in my, my I sat in my bed this morning and I just connected to the manifest presence of God a little bit like we did at the beginning of the broadcast. I just became aware of the indwelling presence of Jesus. I just became aware of the gospel that Christ is in me, that the Holy Spirit is here, the creator of all things, the, the one who uh, you know, the Holy Spirit manifested the Father's words, let there be light, and, 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 and the possibility of what we could create today began to become a, a present now reality. You know, I have things to do and, and, and God knows the things that are on our, my heart. He knows the responsibilities. He knows the tasks. He knows what's going on with my family. He knows what's, what my children are struggling with. He knows all of my students. He knows my team. He knows the people that I'm going to encounter today as I go out about my day. He sees it all. And I want to live in this hour in, in his agenda. And I know that that's your heart too, or you wouldn't even be listening. You wouldn't even be connected to me. And you know, I, I went on a prayer retreat last week and God reminded me of a podcast that I did way back in October of 2018. It was called Believing Big. It's episode one. And he just had me tune back into that because there were some things that I spoke in that podcast that are true for now, even though it was two years ago. His words are eternal. His words are life. And if, if he's spoken words to us that have yet to manifest, it's like we read words that were written 2000 years ago in partnership with the Holy Spirit so that they will manifest now. And, and, and that word is something that I really wanted to release to you guys now that it is time to believe big. It is time to get over the idea that we are stuck in time and that it's not too late. It's not too late for God to show up miraculously in our lives today, for God to do amazing, wondrous things through our lives this month, that, that the next three months of our lives can be the most glorious 
of our entire lives. It can be the most glorious in this country. I know that there are lots of issues going on in this country, but the answer is found in the presence of God, the strategy, the wisdom, our part, our assignment in it, the prayers to pray, the words to speak, the visions to see, the things to agree with are found in this moment as we connect with the eternal now and the plans of God and what he has already finished, what he has already done outside of time. We can live in a future right now. The Apostle Paul did it. The Jesus did it and he encourages us to live from this place of heaven's reality. And I just want to share that as I did that, I just want to share what happened in my time today, right? I have decisions to make. I have choices to do. I have, you know, in the, in the natural realm, I have a limited amount of time. So what do I do today? What produces fruit? How do I walk through my day? And it was a powerful experience because I needed wisdom. And in James, it says, if you need wisdom, ask ask and you'll receive it. And as I just sat in the presence of God, I just saw the scroll come down from heaven. And I've seen these scrolls before. And I just want to encourage you to connect into this, this vision with me right now, because it's for all of us. And on this scroll, it, it came down how I've seen it many of many times. Now, I'm not thinking of these scrolls. I'm not remembering that I've seen this kind of thing before in the spirit. I'm just connecting with Jesus, you know, surrendering my day, surrendering my month, surrendering my life and, and asking for wisdom on how to navigate through the circuit, the current circumstances in my life. How do I bring glory to Jesus through my life, given the things that are manifested in my life and in my family and in my earth and my assignment today. And as the scroll came down, I, I saw that it had words on it and they were not in English. And, you know, sometimes I see these scrolls in like hieroglyphics. Sometimes I see them just in otherworldly language. And I knew by the Holy Spirit that this was the wisdom that I required. This was the plan of God. This was his will. This was his agenda. But I couldn't read it. I looked at it and I didn't, I, it wasn't in English. I couldn't, I couldn't read it. But I knew it was an invitation to pray it. That as I spoke it, it would be creative. That as I prayed in the spirit this morning, that it would manifest what was on the heart of God, what had been written in his book before I was born. In, in Psalm 139, we've talked about this book that was written. I've been meditating on a scripture. My journal is not, my journal is over here. Um, I'm going to grab it. I'm just going to grab it really quick. So hold. <laughs> Let me grab it. Um but it's a, it's a, it's a, this, this scripture is a powerful picture of what I'm sharing today. And it is a scripture from Hebrews 7, I'm sorry, 10, verse 7 in the mirror translation. And I've really been getting the scripture lately. And it's Jesus, uh, it's, it's what Jesus said. He says, then I said, I read in your book what you wrote about me. So here I am. I have come to fulfill my destiny. And this scripture came to me as I was sitting there looking at these, you know, words that I couldn't read on this scroll in the spirit. And I just knew that I was to pray in the spirit, that I was to begin to speak in tongues. And that as I, as I, as I prayed and I spoke in tongues, it was interesting. It's like I could see, it was almost like you light a fuse. It was like the words were just like a fuse. They were lighting up and being burned into the parchment. 
and it was burning the words on the parchment. It was almost like they were there before, but they weren't burned into the parchment. And so I just began to pray in the spirit and know that I was creating material reality with my prayers, with my words. And I prayed and I could just kind of watch the, the words burn into the scroll as I prayed. And I prayed until I just sensed and I saw that I had prayed the entire scroll. And I knew that even though I didn't have the natural wisdom that I needed necessarily to make the decisions, I knew that it had already been provided to me. I knew that the plan of God was being executed. There were angels in uh, the, the, the room with the scroll. I know that they were there on assignment to bring the Father's heaven, uh, heavenly plans to pass. And this occurred, guys, because I took time this morning to just abide and, and surrender to God's plan, surrender to what he wants to do through me, through his resurrected son, through me, through, through my life today, through this month, in this hour, what does he want to accomplish? And I was connecting with a plan that transcends time with things that have been written in his book about me. So that I also say, here I am. I've come to fulfill your destiny. And one of the things that I got out of that, and I just want to um, uh, share is, is, and this is just a revelation that I got today, and I've gotten it before, but this is what I heard, right? I heard him say, receive my will, receive my instructions, receive my plan. And as I prayed, I said, I, this is what I said, I'm praying his plans into motion. I'm creating his plans in real time. And as I'm praying here, I just wanted to say that this was the wisdom and direction I needed. And it wasn't about understanding it in my natural mind. It was about executing it in the spirit. And then I began to get some interpretation, okay? In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the apostle Paul says, oh, I wish that you all prayed in tongues as much as me. So the Apostle Paul was a tongue-talking, you know, machine here. He prayed in the Spirit. Why? Because he was operating out of another realm. It was He was fulfilling his purpose to manifest a resurrected life. And what I, what I, what, what the wisdom of God said was, you must make every decision, decision from the future that you are creating as though it is already manifested. You must make every decision as though the future has already manifested. And what that means is that we must operate from the place as though our destiny is already finished. We must operate from the place that we are already resurrected. We must operate from the place of living from a future that has yet to manifest in the natural. Now that's in a completely different um you know, probably teaching than what we're teaching here in Philippians 3, but it's a practical example of, of how abiding shifts your perspective, how it causes you to lay hold and grasp what you have been laid hold of and been grasped by Jesus Christ to experience and to obtain. And so Philippians chapter three and this series that we've been chatting about is meant to be practical, guys. This is meant to be a state that we can step into just by abiding, just by stepping into the realization 
that we are one with the resurrected king right now, that we do live and move and have our being in God, that we are seated in heavenly places and that we can connect to what the father is doing at any given moment because he's in us and he's with us and he is alive. We do not serve a a God that is an idol, that is just a you know wooden statue or some temple that we go to. No, we we are the temple, and He is here, and He desires to do miraculous things, impossible things through our lives. You know, I was listening to a song that one of my team members sent to me this morning uh, from Elevation Worship, and it was called Rattle. I encourage you guys to go listen to it, but it was just this, that one of the lyrics says, you have not run out of miracles. You have not run out of miraculous things, the impossible, what is impossible to you? And nothing is impossible to him, which means nothing is impossible to us because we are one. We are one with the miracle worker. We are one with the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. We are citizens of heaven right now. So the other thing that I, I connected to this morning was just his desire to speak to you, his desire to to use this this broadcast to speak to you, to wake you up to possibility and, and, and impossibility becoming possible through your union with Jesus, that he is with you, that his presence rests perpetually with you and that what I'm sharing you can do too. You can do the exact same things that I'm doing because I'm no different than you. I've been recreated in Christ just like you. I I have done nothing except spend the time that he's called me to spend with the people he called me to spend it with that activated my spiritual senses so that I could live from another reality. And I know that the gift that God has put in me is for you. I'm a gift. I'm a gift to help you experience the invisible realm. I'm a gift to uh, uh, propel you into a life of miracles, into a life of living the supernatural in this moment, not because you're still seeking something that you don't have. Christ is in you. The miracle worker is in you. And I just walked out of a, you know, a miraculous conference, but this is a, not just a conference. This is a way of life. I mean, I've had multiple, I mean, I have gone from event to event to event in the last several months, and it has just been one manifestation of Jesus after another, just in, in various ways. And it is, it is that way because I, I li I'm living out of my mind. I'm not living out of a place of human thinking. In fact, the next series that we're going to be kicking off is called, um, are you out of your mind? And it sounds like, you know, it's a bad thing to be out of your mind, but no, it's a great thing to be out of your mind. Living out of our mind means we're living in his mind. We're connected to his revelation. We are executing his plans and his purposes, guys. And it is so much easier than we think. You know, this is why I, you know, did the episode on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I encourage those of you who do not pray in the spirit to not speak in, that don't speak in tongues. You know what? Go on your Google uh, platform, go on your iPhone, do whatever and grab that episode. I think it's episode 53. It's in the 50s. I can't remember exactly because praying in the spirit is supernatural. It connects our spirit to our tongues 
and allows our mouths to become a creative force that God can speak his plans and purposes into our lives. It is a supernatural way of living. And it's for all of us. You know, the apostle Paul says, I pray in tongues more than all of you. And he shouldn't be, you know, I wish, I pray that you would all pray in tongues as much as me. So it's available for us. And when we look at the testimony and the revelation and the encounters that the apostle Paul has had, and the fact that we are still reading his words 2000 years later, 2000 plus years later, that is such a testimony to the uh, power of praying in the spirit and living from another realm and creating our destiny and fulfilling the things that have been written about us on his scrolls in his book. And beloved, this is a reality. This is something that we can do now. We don't lack anything except eyes that see and ears that hear. And we don't even lack those. We just possibly aren't connected to that reality. We're possibly not living from a place of abiding in Christ, living a resurrected life where we have access to all that Jesus is, to all that he owns, to all that he has accomplished that heaven is where we dwell. It is where we live. And it's now, it's a not right now reality. You know, too often guys, we're focused on the problems. We're focused on the decisions and we get into analysis and we get into paralysis because we are focused on the, the natural things. You know, um, when I read Colossians three, uh, during the last episode, it, it talks about that we are to look away. We are not to focus on uh, the distractions of this natural realm. Let me just pull it up again and let's, let's, let's talk about it and maybe wrap up with this scripture because it is so, so, so very powerful. And in the Passion Translation in verse one, it says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. It says, this is why we are to yearn for all that is above, for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power honor and authority. And verse two, it says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly reality and not with the distractions of the natural realm. And so this morning, guys, this was all I was doing. I was just following the apostle Paul's instructions. I was connecting to the abiding presence of the resurrected King Jesus inside of me. I was yearning for instruction and guidance and the things that are in the heavenly realm, feasting on those treasures. And I was just filling my thoughts with heavenly reality. And here we, here we go. Wow. Boom. All of a sudden I see a scroll coming into the room. I mean, it was just a, you know, I was, it was in my, what would I say? I was using my spiritual eyes. I was using my imagination, the faculty of my imagination, but we can even use our imagination with our eyes open, right? I could just see it over on the side of my, of, of, of my bedroom, just see it sitting there. And then I could just enter into what the father was saying and what the father was doing. And it was just through praying in the spirit, which book and which chapter? Well, you know, Terry, what's interesting is on my prayer retreat, I just, um, I got a comment from someone here and I'll just respond. So on my prayer retreat, tweet, on my prayer retreat, <laughs> I sound like Tweety Bird here. On my prayer retreat, it was a very interesting, I don't have my notes up here because I did it in, in Google Docs, but I, I'll share a little bit about that because um, what happened was, is I went into the father's office on my prayer retreat. And this father's office is somewhere that I take our emergers to through our emerge curriculum. I, we do these things called awakenings and emerge, and they are just these prophetic uh 
MP3s that we listen to that take us into various encounters in the spirit to help our students experience heaven, heaven's reality and activate their spiritual senses. And so we visit the, 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 the father's office in, in Emerge. And I've been there many, many times. The father will bring me there, you know, when he wants to meet with me. It's just a, and you know, a, a Holy Spirit inspired imagination on the movie screen of my mind. And in that room, um, in his office, there are, there are bookshelves filled with books. And those books, it's not just a book, it's books that he has written about me. They're the volumes of the books that he has written about me. And so he takes one down when I was on the prayer retreat and he opens it up and he actually began to read um, about the prayer retreat to me. He began to actually share with me the things that 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 was ha- that were happening in on the prayer retreat. And they began to manifest in real time as I was reading them and writing them. And and the chapter that I was in was called The Awakening. The Awakening. And um, I knew that, that it was tied to um, the Great Awakening, um, the Third Great Awakening that um, has been prophesied for America. You know, there is a, uh, I, I heard Andrew Womack say it when he was in town recently, that he was in worship one day and, he's, and, and the father said, uh, there's going to be a Third Great Awakening. And Andrew got really excited and he said, it's already happening now. It's already happening now. And so I knew that there was a a link between this awakening and the third great awakening and that he was speaking to me and about uh, what he was, what I was experiencing and encountering on the prayer retreat. And it was very, very powerful. And I will be sharing these things uh, in the coming episodes uh, about operating out of uh, the prophetic and operating out of spiritual vision and spiritual hearing that this is the way the body of Christ is called to live and that the prophetic is not just about seeing and hearing. It is about materializing heaven. It is about the miraculous. It is about doing impossible things like Elijah and Elisha and Jesus and the Apostle Paul and all of the saints in the Bible who dominated the seen realm and and spoke for God uh, because the prophetic was operating in their lives. And so, yes, everything I'm describing is the prophetic. The experience I had this morning of seeing the scroll, all of that is the prophetic. And the great awakening, guess what? The third great awakening, what does it mean to awake? It means to wake up to spiritual reality, wake up your spiritual senses so that you are cooperating and operating and with the spirit to create and manifest what already exists in heaven. It is bringing the will of the father into the present moment, into history itself. We are here to transform. And when I say transform history, I mean, yes, there's, there's many possible paths, but God has a plan and God has a purpose. And I will tell you, it's going to require that we see differently, that we hear differently, that we get out of our natural senses, that we quit speaking what we see. And we keep, uh, when I say what we see, I mean, with our natural eyes and what we hear with our natural ears, that we get off of the media feeding our physical senses and repeating and talking about the problems and about all of the things that are manifesting right now. I mean, how brilliant is the enemy to get us to talk? talk and manifest 
you know, his television, his vision, his vision, because it's being broadcast to our physical senses 24 seven. I mean, we're just creating and creating and creating and the body of Christ has got to wake up. We have got to awaken the third great awakening. And it's happening now. It's happening now. How do I know? Because it happened this morning with me. It happens all the time with those of us that are living in the spirit, living from another reality and refuse to speak and refuse to, to operate out of our natural understanding, out of the pressure of time, out of the pressure of the problems, out of the fear of uh, the natural realm. You know, we are designed to live from heaven's reality. We are designed to partner with God as a vessel of transformation, as a vessel of manifestation. And our lives are designed, our very present, our very vibration, our very frequency is designed to create. Our thoughts are designed to create. And as new creations, we must, we must create with God's thoughts. We must create with God's words. We must create from the mind of Christ and from the perception of Jesus. And so this is why living a resurrected life is no longer optional, guys. We have to get there. We must awaken to resurrection power, to resurrection life. We must wake up to the reality of what the Father is doing right now and what our role is, what the words are that we are to speak, where what our schedules need to look like, what our visions are. And then we are to partner with the Father because we each have a part. We are Jesus in our skin and we each have a vital role to play in the manifestation of his plans and his purposes. And as we speak as the Father, as we do what the Father is doing, the miraculous happens every single time. Really, that was the beauty of the conference that I was in this week. It's like, we don't have to know how to do anything. We can't heal people. We can't turn water into wine. We can't walk on water in and of ourselves, right? This is a supernatural ability, a supernatural person named Jesus that is living inside of us. He's the healer. He's the one that does the miraculous. The Holy Spirit is the manifester of Jesus, the manifester of heaven on earth. And so as we wrap this series, guys, I just want to share, you know, I shared a lot today because God's been speaking a lot. Um, but this is our birthright. This is our true identity. This is our assignment. This is our determined purpose. It is to experience Jesus in this present moment so that he can express himself through our life and so that we can enter into his joy. We can enter into his rest and we can live as though we are resurrected. We can live from a place of eternal life right this moment and right this moment, and right this moment. Abiding is a lifestyle. Abiding in this revelation is a right now reality. This moment is all we have to surrender. This moment is all, all that we have to experience kingdom reality. The kingdom is here now. It's here now. It's here now. So I encourage you to just go back, you know, let the Holy Spirit lead you through the things that we have shared over the last um, several broadcasts and, and enter into what he is doing and how he wants to use this revelation to awaken you, uh, to awaken you. And I'll, I'll wrap with this just because the Holy Spirit's bringing it up. And I know I'm going a little bit over time, but it's okay. 
uh, what is time <laughs> but an illusion um and it's this idea this was you know an encounter that i had many years ago and i was sitting in the snow in the spirit and i was lost i had forgotten who i was uh and i i was so lost i didn't even know that i was lost or that i had lost anything and in the spirit this angel comes and taps me on the shoulder and says oh here you go and he handed me a pair of keys and he says you've forgotten who you are here's your keys and he said to me, as soon as he gave me the keys, I saw a door open from the natural realm into the spirit. And he said, Shalice, you are a bringer of the unseen into the seen. And he said, you must go into the unseen and bring the other bringers of the unseen into the seen. So you are a bringer of the unseen into the seen. That is your identity. You wouldn't even be connected. I mean, we all are, but it's time for all of us to awaken to recognize that there's always a door to the unseen in every every dimension that we live in, every memory, every, every space that we occupy. There is an unseen realm right here, right now. And there is an unseen manifestation that the Father wants to bring into the scene. And so you are the manifestation. All of you that listen to this broadcast are a manifestation of me bringing you into the unseen. And I know that the Father wants to continue to manifest bringers of the unseen into the scene. And so I just continue to see them. I just continue to see the multitudes and the multitudes and the multitudes and the multitudes. And I see awakening. I see awakening. Oh, I'm a bringer of the unseen into the scene over. And I see it replicating and replicating and, and going across this country and going across this world until the body of Christ is awake. And the great awakening is spreading and spreading and spreading, not because there's some sovereign move of God and some revival that happens from heaven here, but because the body of Christ is awake and the knowledge of the glory is spreading because it, we recognize that it's within us, that Christ is in us. And we are awake. We are awake to the reality of heaven right now and that we are connected to the Father. We are aware of what he's doing and we are operating supernaturally. This, this, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about your part. I'm talking about you spreading like wolf, wildflower. You know, wake, awakened people wake up others. And this is a move of God. This is not, this is not of human origin. This is now and it is happening and it is time for us to wake up, to recognize who lives inside of us and to begin to release the resurrection of Jesus Christ into everything that needs to be made new. In Jesus' name, you guys. So God bless you. Love the comments that I'm seeing. I'm so excited. Even Scott says, this is what happens to me when I listen to your podcast. Yes, there is an awakening anointing on these podcasts. So it's an anointing to wake you up. So guys, when you wake up in the morning, if you need a little boost, turn it on and I will wake up together. So God bless you. You guys have a supernatural week. Have a supernatural October. Have a supernatural end to 2021. Don't come into agreement that 2021 has been the worst year in our lives or the worst year, blah, blah, blah. Don't come in agreement with that. It's the most glorious time. Where there is darkness, there is great light. And that's where we live. We live in the light. So be the light, be the resurrected Lord Jesus right now and right now and right now as you come in, uh, as you tune into that reality that is true, it is true right now. In Jesus name, guys, have an amazing week. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Shalice's podcast. 
This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalice.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalice's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalice.com and watch Shalice's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.